The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, March 21, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. Spring is in the air. It's the first show of the spring season, and it's time to go outside if they'll let you here in New England and light up cigars. Sporting events are canceled, but we're going to dig into cigar smoking sports. But first, we're going to bring in remotely, due to travel restrictions, the president and owner of Gran Habano Cigars, Mr. George Rico. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you are listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. More than six feet away from us, more like 2,500 miles, all the way from Miami, Florida. George Rico, welcome to the Cigar Authority. Thank you, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Uh, sorry you didn't get to come up here, and uh, the plan was for you to be here in New England. Uh, but yeah, I was looking forward to it. Yeah. I was looking forward to it. Fortunately, things have changed, but we're still here. The world has changed as we know it for sure. So let's plan on someday in the future when the world gets back to normal, uh, have you up here live with us. Perfect. All right. So today we're going to smoke for our first cigar, Barry. What is this? Well, our first cigar today is the Gran Habano Corojo Number no. 5, and it's manufactured in Honduras by Gran Habano Cigar. The size we're lighting up is the 6x60 Imperial, and it features wrapper and binder featuring Nicaraguan Corojo wrapper, Fillers from Nicaragua and Costa Rica, and it is part of the Cigar Authority care package. Single cigar will set you back eight fifty nine, while a box of twenty is one forty one ninety nine, which comes out to just seven dollars and ten cents per cigar, which is a savings of almost twenty dollars or seventeen percent off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two. GuysCigars.com. Okay, this is the Corojo number five. And as I recall, there was a red box, a green box, a red box. This was the red. Why is this the number five? Uh, well, for, for Grand Abanos, when we started blending our cigars, my father started a uh, one through ten. And this is what became the oh. fifth blend in our brand. So the one was in strength-wise. Uh, three medium and then five would be uh, medium to full body and that's how we uh, sort of rated our blends when we were making them uh, strength wise oh all right and, and did this continue on that you went back to old blends or that was that project at that moment and that was it well no that's what we've uh, continued to do throughout the course so i mean we've done a seven uh limited number seven uh, a few years back which was a a fuller body panamanian wrapper uh, and then it was a Corona number five filler and binder. So it was a lot stronger version of the Corona number five. And it was the number seven. 
All right. All right, let's get to Cut It and Light It so we can talk to you about it. It's time to cut our cigar, the official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. All right. I don't know if, how big you are on flavors, George. Uh, we test the cigar even before we light it. Do a cold draw, cold draw. Yeah, there you go. Cold draw yeah. is peanuts right out of the shell. Did I think you used that last week? Yeah, you got to you got to <laughs> go back to your list, Barry, and get some new ones. All right, pistachios this, no, right out of this the is, shell. You're, you're closer with pistachios because they are green. This is a straight up green bean. Yeah, you taste green, green bean. Salted or, or salted? Well, yeah, oh, unsalted. <laughs> it's unsalted, and it and it's been blanched. I got I, for about ten seconds in boiling water. A little umami, the umami U- flavor. Umami, umami. Yeah, there's a little umami. There's a little umami. musty component. Yeah, savory. That's good. Umami's good. Maybe those string beans have some mushrooms in there. Yeah, mushroomy, yeah. Like an oyster mushroom. <laughs> All right. You know what? I, I hate that you're right. I'm getting green beans now. So That's because your first flavor was complete I and utter you. bullshit. No. You're the amateur, just went, not me. He went on the list, and he said he didn't realize you used that last week. Okay. We're going to light our cigar today with the Landshark by Lotus. This is a single action we discovered last week, which means you do have to flip the top. You press the button. Three jets come alive, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. You have an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, and it's the color of the Landshark bottles. It's the Landshark by Lotus. Well, I get a, I use this lighter myself, and I get a lot of uh, discussion about it because the top of the, of the lighter is a bottle cap. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Okay. So let's get to know uh, the fourth generation, George Rico. Four generations? That is correct, yeah. So this was in your DNA uh, as you were born. You're in the cigar business. It seems, I mean, my my family has always farmed uh, going back quite a few years, and uh, tobacco was one of the crops that we farmed. So, yeah, it's kind of one of the things that we've done back in Colombia. Okay, I was going to ask that question. You're not a Cuban. You grew up and born in Colombia. Uh, yeah, I grew up in, uh, in Colombia in a farming uh, region, and then I came to the U.S. Uh, 1990. I was 10 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Colombian tobacco, are you using that in any way? Yeah, so we use it in a lot of our blends. It's called Cubita. I know that a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot being used in Dominican Republic. Uh, it's a very aromatic, uh, flavorful cigar um, in tobacco, I'm sorry, and uh, it, it just adds to the blend. So we do try to uh, impart that particular tobacco in all, all of our blends as much as possible. That's good. Uh, so you, you put some of, of that in there, which is part of, of you, how, how you grew up, where you grew up. Uh, yeah. where, where's the factory out of Honduras? So our factory is in Donnelly, Honduras, and our farms are in uh, Jalapa, Nicaragua, but uh, the factory, everything's manufactured in Honduras. Oh, so your own farms that you grow in your own tobacco in Nicaragua. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people don't realize, but uh, about 80 to 85% of the tobaccos that we use are actually from Nicaragua that we farm ourselves in Jalapa. Uh, oh. A few years back, we used to farm in SLE, but we now we just focus to Jalapa. Okay. Yeah. So with the factories on Honduras, how has the shutdown affected um, business? 
Uh, well, right now, from the conversations that I've had with, with the factory manager, um, they're in a state of martial law where you can't get out. Um, it was supposed to be until Sunday, uh, but they might extend it uh, an additional six days. So it's, it's affecting production as a whole, life as a whole, uh, because people really can't get out. Uh, they did allow them to get out for three days on Wednesday uh, to go to the supermarket, pharmacy, uh, and you know, doctors' offices. Uh, but outside of that, uh, they're in lockdown entirely. Wow. So, so what's that? You know, they're poor to begin with. What's that? What's that going to mean to that economy over there? The, those people. Well, you know, it, it's going to be tough because I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's a country that doesn't have the resources as much as we do, and and we're strained here right now with what's going on. So you could just imagine what's going to happen there in the long run. Lost wages. Uh, I don't think they have the bills that we have here or, or that, that we have to sort of pay. So maybe people are not going to be as affected by food-wise huh. and maybe medicine and things like that. They will be affected financially. So we'll have to wait and see. Every day gets in, in the way when you're not working. Wow. Wow. It's unbelievable what's going on. All right, so yeah. let's get back to, uh, so four generations, you move here in 1990. In 1998 comes Gran Habano, the cigar we're smoking now. Is that yeah. when you jumped in at, at 18 years old, or when did you start? I, I started working with my dad probably around 97 and really uh, went to college, really got focused and came back around 2001. And started uh, developing the brand was already in, in place, but we started developing what the packaging and everything was for uh, 2002, 2003 is when I introduced the line that you see here. The original line has still continued, our core line, what we call now, and it's the Connecticut, the Habano, and the Corona number five, and the Corona number five Maduro. So those are the core lines that we continue to sell, and that's what people really know our brand. Um, that, that we continued uh, for the last 20 years almost. I'll tell you, we've, we've been carrying them all this time. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a staple. Um, you know, I, I think it doesn't, people don't put enough, uh, you know, not enough bullseye on this brand to say how powerful this brand is because it it's tried and true that it, it uh, this hardcore guys that this is all they smoke over and over yeah. and over. true. Oh. We have a huge following, and it's wonderful because I, I think, guys, uh, one of the things that we focus on is the consistency of our blends. And what we try to make sure and, and do with the process every year is maintain the quality and the blend. That's all we focus on. Uh, sure. Tobacco changes throughout the course of the year, and I think that's why we have such a loyal following with our brand. It is. It, 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 it's the same all the time. It's a great cigar. If, uh, uh, if you've not, not tried this cigar before, try it and see the reason why something stays around as long as it does and continues to be a staple in the cigar stores. And here's a perfect example of a cigar, uh, including the size of this cigar. This is a 60 ring gauge cigar. And I'll tell you, you guys were way ahead of the curve on this. Did you see something like this coming? I remember when it came out, I'm like, oh, my God, what's with this one? Turns out it's the biggest seller of the line at, at our stores. I don't know how it is across the country. Uh, you know, it, it kind of uh, across the country is between our Toro, which we call our Grand Robusto 54 by 6, and then our 6 by 60. When I introduced the 6 by 60, uh, there wasn't any really big uh, uh, ring gauge cigars out there. 
And it really captivated and it, it really kind of catapulted our brand onto the scene even more because of the fact that there wasn't a brand out there with a 6 by 60 I think one prior to that was, uh, I believe it was the La Gloria Series 7. But it wasn't at the price point and what we were doing with our blend that really, I, I think it, 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 it became the norm in the industry, but we were one of the first ones to do it. It was amazing. It came in and I, I would you know, smoke the other sizes, but not the 60 ring gauge. I, and, and then at the end of the year, look at our, our reports and say the 60 ring gauge is outselling all the others. What am I missing on this? Uh, and I'll tell you, smoking it now, there is something to this 60 ring gauge. Almost, un, unfortunately, not like most cigar companies that um, when you smoke their 60 ring gauge, it's kind of mellowed out. It's, it's a watered-down yeah, version of the Toro. Correct. It seems like this was blended for this size. So one of the things that I try to do is when we blend the cigar and we took, I mean, because we have a 6x66, we have a 7x70 that we've introduced right after the 6x60. So what ended up happening was that we always keep the percentage of, of the blend exactly how it should go into when we're scaling up or scaling down for the blend. So we try to keep it as much as possible. But there's other things that do affect, like the draw, the air, because of the ring gauge, uh, the proportion of the tobacco, where you place it. So all those technical things do affect the blend, but we try to make sure that every time we do the same thing. Yeah, it's got plenty of flavor, unlike a lot of the people just are putting more uh, lower priming fillers in there just to make the size bigger, and it actually takes away from the flavor of the blend. If you smoke the Robusto on this, the Toro, or you're smoking um, the 6x60, you, it's, it's got that flavor. That but the 60 for. ring gauge guy may not know that because they don't tend to bounce around. They don't smoke smaller yeah. cigars. The 60 ring sure. gauge guy is a 60 ring gauge guy. Yeah. Um, as as big as the 60 ring gauge was um, and became a monster cigar uh, in size, I remember the actual world's largest cigar. And I believe this was it also, but in a much giant scale, actually on a trailer. So tell us a little about that cigar. So that was, uh, it was, it was considered the biggest, big, uh, the world's biggest ring gauge, not in lengthwise, but okay. it was a tremendous cigar. It's out there. You could Google it uh, under Gran Habano El Gigante. And what we did was we essentially created a full version. It was just 19 feet long of a Corojo number five, six by 60. Um, we used, uh, I believe it was about 1700 pounds of tobacco. And it was, we were making it essentially how we would, a regular cigar just in a bigger proportion and it would go on a trailer and we took this all over the country showing it to people how many people did it take to ago. roll that um it took uh if i remember correctly it took about 20 days uh no 20 people 30 days i think that's what it was um to make the cigar and put the filler the wrappers i think we used about sixty thousand wrappers wow and we was it like paper mache because you can't you're not rolling that cigar around no, it, it, essentially it was like a big school project. We, it was like paper mache, you get the leaves. We are actually the full uh, wrapper leaves and deveining them how you would in a normal cigar, but we would just put the whole leaf. It was a great presentation, but it was, uh, it, it was a huge uh, accomplishment. I thought it was a very uh, good marketing piece. It sure was. I mean, you, you had it showing at the trade show. Was there a ring gauge ever brought up on that? How, how much the ring gauge Yeah, was? I think it was... Uh, 1920 ring gauge i believe is what i came up with when we did the, the math 
Mrs. So, Jonathan's coughing it, right now. There's no coughing anymore. It used to be cute when Barry did it, but that's yeah. over with now. We don't cough anymore. Coronavirus. <laughs> Smoke kills it. 1920 <clears throat> ring gauge, and to this day, still you, you're the champion? I've never seen another one out there. Uh, I, I was actually in the works to make another one uh, after we sold the previous one and we made some good money on it. So I said, hey, why not? There's another customer for it. So we were thinking of making another one, but just this time, 39 foot to fit it, uh, fit it into a 30, uh, a 40 foot trailer. So somebody it, bought that cigar. And someone did purchase that cigar and it went somewhere into Africa, my understanding, for a birthday party. So you could you could imagine where that cigar went. And what, what, do you believe it was lit? I, I hope not. <laughs> that would have been such a waste of tobacco. Although this one, I did make a cap with the hookah hoses that you essentially could have smoked it, but we couldn't get enough people to get around there. You, you, in order to draw that cigar, you had to have, like, I think we estimated, like, 100 people. And so we couldn't get 100 people to, uh, and hookah hoses to be able to accomplish that. So Plus, my attorney said never to like that thing. <laughs> yeah. But somebody's yeah. sitting on that today. I wonder who the hell that is and what they're doing. Where I hope they're, 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 they're using it as a showpiece because it was a very beautiful cigar. And it, went, it was beautiful. It was unbelievable looking at it. It looked like just a giant got cigar. got a couple of connections in Africa. I know yeah. some, some guys from Kenya. <laughs> I can ask around. All right, we're going to see if we can find that thing. Uh, that should, you know, you did get a lot of press on it anyway, but that was how many years ago? That had to be a good 10 years uh, ago. 12 years ago. 12, 12 years, years ago. ago. Imagine that. My yeah, God. it was uh, IPCPR 2008, I believe, is when we showcased it. Wow. And uh, yeah. so so that's grandfathered in, maybe. You can you can make that yeah, start. Yeah, you know, you're right about that. <laughs> you can, you can import it. we made it back in 2007. Yeah, yeah. you can file for, for a substantial equivalence on a 1920 ring gauge cigar. What's funny about that is that we actually paid for a one cigar tax uh, when we uh, imported it. $0.40 yeah. cents on that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe so even was, before S-chip, right? You paid a nickel. Uh, I think I paid $0.05. Cents. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. You got your money yeah. out of that one. Uh, yeah. Speaking of FDA, uh, you, you have lots of brands over the years. You came out with all kinds of different stuff. Are you are you guys all set? You feel comfortable about the grandfathered in stuff and uh, things you uh, can't we, we are. I mean, for the most part, we have about 1,492 SKUs that are going to be grandfathered. Wow. And, but we're still working on trying to get some of the SC for some of the new products that we've sold. With this whole F, uh, coronavirus situation, I don't know if we're going to be able to meet the deadline with a couple of brands. Uh, hopefully, we get an extension. But, you know, going back 13 years trying, trying to find paperwork is tough. Um, but we've, we've been able to find for about 1,492 items. Hey, maybe we bring back Zing. Remember Zing? Oh, yeah. That, that was a good scar. <laughs> That's something I made with him years ago yeah. where um, – the you take the band off and it was a fortune cookie basically. But it was it was all dick and fart jokes on the back of it. I mean there was the he who goes to bed with itchy bum wakes up with smelly finger. Right. I thought it was amusing anyway. But the cigar was good, but it was as gimmicky as I could possibly do. But uh you you were yeah, nice you were enough to play time. along. Yeah, we could we could do it again. Uh it's it's certainly grandfathered in and I believe we filed on FDA on that thing too. So uh uh we'll we'll uh we lived, we looked that up uh, someday. Um, PCA, what do you think? You're gonna you you're gonna be one of those guys not going to the show? Are you going to the show? 
Well, we, we were looking forward to participating at, at PCA. I just don't know where we stand right now with the whole situation with coronavirus. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I mean, I think this thing is going to prolong until July, whether it's little outbursts here and there. I, I don't know. Um, so I'm, I'm worried because, you know, historically, PCA was always a great, a good trade show for us. Um, and I just don't know what the, how the, uh, how the situation is going to pan out. Yeah, I have not heard that they have talked about postponing it or anything yet, but you're talking July. Um, by the way, in the company pool, I have Monday at 8 p.m. Uh, it's over <laughs> this Monday at 8 p.m. It's getting close now, but um, I'm not looking good right now because everybody's still in hysterias up here uh, yeah. as it is across the country. Uh, so if you if there is a PCA, any new products are you are you uh, putting new things out or rebringing things back from the past? So we 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 had uh, La Contra, which was supposed to be released last year at the beginning of the year this year, and then it keeps getting pushed back. So that's a Persian King, uh, a fuller version of our Persian King brand. That's going to be coming out. There's a Grand Habanos that's in the work for the trade show that we were hoping to release. Uh, which was a, a cabinet reserve, but we also had a very special uh, anniversary cigar that we're working on with the name uh, that we've been working on for about five years to release. So that one was supposed to come out this year. Unfortunately, we just don't know if it's going to get pushed uh, with this whole situation. I mean, we at Grand Habanos, uh, I made the decision of cutting back production by 30% um, for the rest of the year. So it's going to be harder and harder to find our products on the shelves out there. Uh, you know, we, we just, we manufacture what we can. We don't push it. Uh, we don't make cigars just to make cigars. So uh, we've always been a, a company that has always sort of have back orders. And so in a situation like this, we are cutting back production because we just don't see the forecast this year being good. Uh, for producing a large amount of cigars. Well, so, so you have predetermined you're going to cut it back 30%, but also yeah. at the same time, the factory is closed. You're producing zero. Yeah, well, yeah, well the thing is, we, we, we usually average about an inventory of about a million cigars. Um, you, there are best sellers, and based on the quality, uh, I'm sorry, of the blends and the quality of the materials that we have available at the time, uh, but we usually maintain about a million cigars, so we are actually not going to produce that to one and a, one and a half to two million cigars this year that 30 percent represents and we're going to live off the inventory and when the factory opens up we're just going to produce so our inventories for the end of the year are going to be a little bit slimmer and starting at the beginning of the year but our focus is to uh not not really we don't know how the market's going to react not only to 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 fda but now to corona I have, I have a prediction on how the market's going to react as a result of Corona. I think this is going to be one of the biggest blessings in disguise for the cigar world for a couple of reasons. Number one, the entire government, state government, local governments, national government is now taking their eye away from tobacco and they have something else to look at. But also the people that are either working from home or out of work and they're on unemployment and they're stuck with their spouse in the house all day. They are taking more 45-minute breaks outside and braving the cold than they ever did ever. And we're seeing a little bit of a boom here in the shop as a result of that. 
which means we're going to need to be placing orders. You know the elf on the shelf thing? What about the spouse in the house? Some little doll. Do we got something here, the spouse in the house? Something you can stick with a pin? Or yeah, you can have all the pins on it. and There's something here. You can have that. I got enough things going on. But, uh, no, th- this is uh, even early on. I'll tell you right now. I, I-, I saw a write-up on the Cigar Aficionado yesterday um, where they talked to different retailers, and I-, I was one of them in there, and they talked to one retailer and said things are really bad, and they're underneath me is, oh, it's business as usual, things are, are good, which I feel terrible for the ones that are, that are bad. And people that have cigar bars, unfortunately, the government has shut them down and they're actually closed and it goes somewhere else. And that's certainly not the way I want to, right. to pick up business from somebody else. But this is what's happening. I, I, I do think the consumption is going to be at where it was or even more yeah. because you have time to actually light up. But the problem's going to come with... If the people aren't getting paid, so that's that's my concern. Yeah, that's really my concern. I mean, you know, we we could turn it off and on. Uh, we have the inventories of materials. The issue is, as, as long as we're allowed to work, I think our dilemma is just financially: are people going to be able to? Uh, in our cigars, uh, truthfully, we've always uh, maintained the strategy that to be affordable for anyone and to tr- get the best cigar that you can for the price. The only dilemma is just how long can people uh, go without getting paid, and that's our biggest concern. Yeah, and and the first thing, of course, they're going to give up is cigars. We saw it in 2008, and the economy kind of crashed, that uh, cigars were hurt. Um, you know, it, it's a luxury product. It's something nobody needs to do. Um, and at that point, we see some people go to cheaper cigars, and then some people got off it altogether till their economy picked up um, and, you know, Right now, the, the people that have money in stocks and your 401ks and all that stuff is brutal, brutal. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll it's, watch. it's a tough one. I mean, for us, our strategy uh, for the beginning of this year, because I actually thought there would be a recession um, at the beginning or in the middle of this year, was to actually lower our prices, which is something that we're looking at. Um, hey, then we can maintain our quality. I mean, our, our, our our capacity and manufacturing. I think that's going to be something that we're looking into. I'm looking into uh, essentially uh, lowering and helping people, so lowering our prices as much as possible. Isn't that interesting? Wow, that yeah. could that could be an unbelievable play. Uh, one one thought was, you know, we're thinking this as retailers. Um, you know, you see paper goods and stuff. It's actually people gouging on that stuff because. It, there's less out there now because people are taking it. So prices have gone up on it, supply and demand. Where you're saying you're going to produce 30% less than you did before. And if a lot of companies are doing that, supplies are going to be less. And then do we look at prices going up uh, because supply and demand? But there's an interesting complete change on it. So it's going to be interesting how it plays out. And I think it's going to be uh, some people are going to look at as opportunists and, and take advantage of people. And other people are going to say, okay, let me be kind and be nice. And hopefully that pays off in the long run that people never forget um, the person that did the right thing at a time of crisis. I remember Blizzard of 78, um, big snowstorm that was up here in New England, and that was the first time I ever witnessed price gouging of the little convenience stores charging twice and three times for a gallon of milk. After wow. the crisis was over, though nobody in the neighborhoods would ever shop in those stores ever again, and they went out of business. 
So just keep in mind uh, any manufacturer out there saying, okay, this is an opportune time to price gouge um, of how it possibly could end, um, which isn't good. It's the chance to do the kind thing, which is wonderful to hear that out of you, that um, that could be big. Um, later on, we're going to be talking about cigar sports later in the show. Um, sports you can play using your cigar or during cigar smoking. Uh, but I, I looked into you to find a little about um, th if, if there was any sport or anything that you were involved with. And in doing so, I found out that you do triathlons. Is that right? That is true. Yeah. I, well, I just started last year and it's something that my whole life I've played sports, uh, college, rugby, wrestling uh, in high school. So it's always something that's interested me. And then as I get older, unfortunately, I can't do the physical sports against other people, which I love. So I, I, I became very linear in my sports and I picked up tri, uh, triathlon. So it's a challenging uh, sport because uh, you got the swimming, the running and, uh, and the biking. And so mentally, it's, it's a challenge for me. How do you as physically, and that's why the reason why I picked it up. How do you keep the cigar lit in the water, though? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Uh, you know, it's funny. I compete with my friends, uh, and we we joined uh, some of the. You know, I I've started off with the sprint triathlons right now, and the truth is, is that I am slower because I do smoke, so it's 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 tough for me to to put. I love smoking cigars, and I like doing the sports. So we'll see what happens. Wow. Okay, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, lots of athletes uh, now are cigar smokers, no doubt about it. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, we're not inhaling. It shouldn't have any, any capacity no. to. Well, I don't mean, I don't mean in that sense. I just take my time to smoke cigars before they take off. <laughs> yeah. Ed Sullivan is a is a bike rider himself. Right. Nobody yeah. smokes more cigars than him. No, and doesn't affect the cycling at all. Nothing. I, oh, no, it doesn't for me as well. So no. That, that, I, would, I didn't mean in that sense. I meant just I take my time while they're doing their thing training-wise. Now, Dave, have you thought about triathlon? I have, I have thought about it. There's no <laughs> way I'm going to ever do a triathlon. <laughs> but, uh, wow, it, it, and it's amazing to me that which is the one that they did – um, in the Olympics, and then you shoot a gun after or something that's like that. That's the biathlon. That's, yeah. that's a winter sport because it's cross-country skiing and shooting. <laughs> it's, it's almost it's just, made it's up. It's just hunting is all that is. Yeah. It well, just happens to be in the wintertime. It's almost I, made up. I once competed in one that was uh, mountain biking and pistol shooting. Really? That's yeah. cool. Yeah, so you do a loop on the mountain bike, and then you go to a table with the pistols, and then you shoot a rack of targets, hop on again. And... You got off the bike? Yeah. Yeah, they... Weak. Um, listen, it was co-sponsored by Camelback and Colt. So That's interesting cool. sponsors. Not Camel Cigarettes. No, Camelback. That's the backpack that has the water in it. You've got the little hose that comes right. up. Their so. tagline is hydrate or die. Ah, which is probably true. <laughs> which is probably true. Okay, let's uh, get our early thoughts here on Gran Habano, Corojo Number no. 5 Imperial. Uh, this is a staple in our cigar shop, and it is for cigar shops around the country, maybe the world. Are you in other countries, too? I'm sorry you, you left there. Come again? Is this uh, cigar available in other countries besides the United States? Yeah. So we, we currently um, are in Asia. Uh, we're in South America, in Central America, and a little bit in Europe. We have very little representation in Europe, but we're in Europe in some countries. 
Okay. And we have the, the Euro, you go to that European show in uh, Dortmund, Germany? Inter Tobacco? You know, we, we've never participated in Inter Tobacco. The people that support our product in Europe are really uh, people that just uh, import it and distribute. Uh, it's a little bit different uh, uh, sort of uh, distribution networks out there. And so our production is so limited that we actually just focus to the U.S. market. But our product does get out to the rest of the world. We, we do ship to the rest of the world, but it's more when we deal directly. But we don't participate in, in the spectrum. If I went to Colombia, would I find it there? You would find it, yeah. In some of the tourist uh, cities uh, like Cartagena, you'll be able to find some of the shops there. Cool. Cool. Uh, all right. Early thoughts here on Gran Habano. If you five. took a, a lemon head candy and you, you licked it first and then just rolled it through white pepper, that's what I'm getting. Wow. I'm really worried. <laughs> You're welcome. You can use that as a tagline in your next ad. I'm really worried if we do stay in place, all these obscure, ludicrous things he's going to come up with while he's locked in his house. Yeah. It's going to get a lot worse. It can't get Could worse. Could it? it can't. I mean, truly, could it get worse, Barry? Uh, You're saying that there's no essence of lemon, there's no pepper spice? I've never licked a lemon drop and then rolled it across the table. But you've had those <laughs> items before. <laughs> could you just place it in there or you'd have to roll no, it No, it's got to roll because you need the, the strip of the white okay. pepper. So hey, I, I don't know. I want to see someone do that. I want to see someone do that because I, I would like to see how the face at this point. <laughs> <laughs> So because it has a red band, uh, and I usually pick this up with, with red. That Cherry? Cinnamon. Oh, cinnamon. So Skew's in the chat room and said that he was getting that a few minutes ago. Cinnamon. So you're on the same page. Yeah. But I always wonder, because I see the red on here, and I, I bring it up to myself all the time, does that make me You bring it up to us the all cinnamon? the time as yeah. well. But the cedar, the cinnamon. Um, this lemon drop, this white pepper. Now there's a, a little bit of pepper, little a little bit. pepper, a little earthiness. Yeah, there's also a little bit of a floral component. Yeah, I mean, for for the most part, we we looked uh, when we made our blends, we we looked for complexity and flavor as opposed to strength. So that's kind of sort of our focus in any new project that I come out with is the the focus of just having as much flavor as possible. Yeah, it's it's a perfect burn line. Uh, the ashes firm. It's a well made cigar. That's why it's consistently a seller year after year after year. All these years of it. So I urge you folks out there try Gran Habano, the, especially the Corojo Number no. Five. Uh, taking nothing away from the other ones, but uh, and I'm more of a mild cigar smoker. But this one I think is the perfect medium bodied cigar. It's good for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and believe it or not, I'm going to say the 60 ring gauge is, is the freaking balls when it comes to this blend. It's very good. Yeah. You did a great job with it um, and continue success on it. George Rico, thank you for jumping in on this call. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, guys. Okay. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you when this is all over and you come up and see us face to face. It'd be great. I look forward to it. All right. Thanks so much. All right. We're going to take a break, everyone. When we come back, sports has been postponed, but it's springtime and sports and cigar smoking has just begun. We're going to give you some ideas on how to get your game on while cigar smoking. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. 
for there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, 
The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Not Mr. Anything. We're back. We're smoking the Gran Habano Corojo Number no. 5 Imperial because what else is there to do? No sports on TV. Everything's closed, but we got some sports for you. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. Check this ash out. It's holding, man. Huh? Perfect you, you ash should, out. You shouldn't even wipe it off. You should shoot it at Barry's ashtray right now. Yeah? Okay. So we were uh, talking about. I'm going to end up wearing it. We were talking about George. <laughs> you got to go over me, don't you? What do you want me to do? You want to move your coffee? Or you want it to go in there? <laughs> so this is Ashkit Ball. Don't help him. Oh, he turns it sideways to make I gave it, it a long, the long way. This okay. is taking too long. Whoa! Ugh. Fail. All right. That's so, Ashkit Ball. Uh, we'll get to that in a little while. What? So we were talking George Rico does triathlon. The uh, chat room wants to know if it's true that Jonathan is a biathlete. Biathlete. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> so cigar games, what do you do while you're I'm biathletically cigar? curious? How about that? <laughs> 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 I'm not shocked. Uh, cigar games you're doing while you're smoking. Um, I would say the most famous one, and it's been going on for generations, is playing cards, sitting around p- playing poker. And, you know, I go back even into the 70s. I remember going to poker games and stuff. Oh, and yeah. who's bringing cigars? Or you'd show up with cigars and, and light them up. And up here houses. in the Northeast, we have a game called 45s. And it's, that's, it's only in this Merrimack Valley. Here, exactly. Yeah. And uh, everybody's family, they have the grandmother or the grandfather that invented the game up here. But uh, that's, <laughs> that's something that we, we do at my brother's house. 
We play 45s and smoke cigars. I never understood that game at all because I grew up in Everett next near Boston. We didn't have that. Yeah, right. you got to go and, a little further north. Yeah, it's crazy because at college I'd try to teach people the game, and they're all convinced you're just making up new rules as you go yeah. along. Yeah, no, now the ace of hearts, is the, it's always the third highest. Yeah. So you can't yeah. play that now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I think that's the biggest thing, playing uh, – Poker and it, and it's so funny. Over the years, what ended up happening? The poker rooms have no smoking, <laughs> and poker a lot of poker rooms, which is where it comes from. Right. Some of the casinos still have smoking areas. Yeah, um, I've played cards and smoked. Uh, yeah, down in Mohegan and what have you. I, I think it was such a natural to end up doing it, and um, and and if you were really into poker, the guy, you know, you read the other player. And he picks his cigar up while he's thinking of what he does. And it was an unbelievable read. Kind of um, like in the movie Round is when the guy was breaking open the Oreo correct. cookie. Yep. This, you'd watch people, what they do with their cigar. Mm -hmm. And the guy's bluffing. I, he didn't even grab a cigar. Mm -hmm. He's not really thinking. Everybody and, has a tell. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And in Brooklyn, when I had my cigar shop, I used to play an Italian card game called Briscola. And the only person that, outside of New York that knew it was Michael Capolini over Toscana. Ah, it's I never Itali heard of it. It's an Italian card game. And the king and the jack are worth more than the queen because in the Italian mm -hmm. mentality, men are more important than women. The old school. I'm not saying that might be true, but that sounds was like a very concept. sexist no, game. concept behind it. I wonder why no one wants game. to play it. I don't want nothing to do with that. Uh, where can I find the rules to this? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, another big one, and uh, I know Barry was a big part of it, and it was brought up uh, during this, is Domino's. They used to uh, play eight hours every day. And and that would be, you know, in Cuba. They played and Domino's. Miami, which is Cuba North. Right. Um, sit around and you play uh Double sixes? Uh, no, double the nines? Cuban style is double nine. Okay. Mexican is double 12, and uh, the rest of the world is double six. Okay. But double six is pure math. It's easy to figure out. With nine and 12, there's some guessing going on and okay. being able to read uh, the other people. At and the this table. is at, at teams, right? It's teams. Two on two. Two on two, yes. Yeah, I remember going to Honduras for the first time and uh, uh, with Camacho and Christian Aroa and everybody teaching us dominoes for the first time. For me, the first time, and coming back and teaching everybody in the store, this is how it's played, and then it went crazy around here from that point Pretty on. loud game. You know, we mentioned uh, regional games. Sean Boudry in uh, Facebook Live says uh, the game in the Midwest is cribbage. Mm. It's also the oh, game. yeah, we it's played that the game here. in jails. But yeah. that, was, that was big on my father's time. That, uh, that it was for us cribbage. 45 tournaments and cribbage tournaments, yeah. always. So some other outdoor activity type things was you have cigar, horseshoes. You have cigar horseshoes, which you take a regular horseshoe pit, you put a four-foot-high uh, PVC pipe on top of the stake and an empty beer bottle. You have a cigar in one hand, a Frisbee in the other, and you try to knock the beer bottle down, and the other person has to play with one hand because they're holding the cigar in their hand. All one-handed catches, you try to knock the bottle down, hit the stake. You made that up. Well, it's, it was called Polish horseshoes, but that's a drinking <laughs> game. We don't we don't drink that heavily in my family. We right. play cigar. But horseshoes. regular horseshoes, you play regular horseshoes. Yeah, yeah, big cigar smoking horseshoe type thing because mm -hmm. you only need one hand really to throw, and you got the cigar in the other hand, right? Easy so pretty enough. much any game that you could do drinking, 
you can do smoking because it's still a one-handed activity. One-handed, okay. Mm-hmm. Plus, it would be not all that much activity that would cause you to raise your <laughs> your breathing or to sweat. elevate your heart rate. Hell, exactly, yeah, or anything like that. Chill out. You're right. You can also play cornhole. Yeah. Cornhole's what a about good one. Ashhole. Play ashhole. You can uh, listen to the ashholes. Bocce. Bocce, Italian bocce, right? Bocci. That was, I always called it bocce. I didn't, bocce, because yeah. you're an idiot. But you got to smoke Toscanos if you're playing 100%. bocce, right? It would be better. Yeah, I think so. It would be better. I think your score improves by five. Hey, how about a Toscano bocce tournament or something? Why like not? That, that would do. be fun. In the Sit store. Up, Michael Cappellini. Can you we do it in the store? Up here, we could easily set up three or four pits. Not easily. <laughs> a, bocce, well, yeah. a bocce court is a major undertaking. I was gonna. I was gonna. Can I had someone come over to my yard. Carpet? They wanted like thirty thousand dollars or something. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Uh, you it's may want to talk to Sammy B about that. I think he could probably do it for less uh, than it's, that. It's ground certain things. It's got to be packed a certain way to really do it. You know, professional. Right, yours was going to be competition. Yeah. When was the last time you played bocce? Probably. Three years ago. All right. I used to play weekly. Would I was you, big. Would you notice the difference if the ground yes. wasn't packed down? Absolutely. Get the hell out Absolutely. of here. Absolutely. You, that's a game that Italians play just out in the backyard where nothing's manicured. You just throw the ball in a direction But and when go. you're playing competition yeah. bocce. <laughs> Who, why would you want to play competition bocce uh, at your I house? Did. I did. I did. You were a competitive and, and bocce player. I played in a team and a, for a whole season for a few years. The way I see it, you've got bocce players, you know, on a league, and then pool players. I mean, uh, bowling in a league. It's they're basically the same thing. Yes, it's lawn bowling. Losers, hmm. absolutely wrong. Losers, absolutely totally wrong. Excuses. And if it's, it's possible, people hate you more right now. <laughs> people hate you more well, than I'm they wearing did the right hat for it. There we go. I hate. I love haters. I love haters. Um, Darts. But now, darts is one you got to be careful of. You don't really want to drink too heavily when you're playing darts. We're, so it's, we're good. Cigar it's better to have cigars on that one. Absolutely. Well, I was in a dart league and I smoked cigars. I will say, though. Indoor? Yeah, indoor. When was the last time you saw darts played outside? You're thinking jarts. I used to have jots. They don't make those anymore. I remember throwing them straight up and looking out for it and not realizing that could have killed me. Yeah, and it was always. Uh, do I put the cigar down before I throw, right? Because you can get the smoke in your eyes and all of this. So I decided. But can't you hold it in your in your other hand? It's going to throw you off. You really? really? I mean, got to put it down. These were serious. This games. is a lawn game. There's nothing serious about it. No, he's talking darts. darts. Stay with us. Stay with us. What yeah. about darts. axe? What about axe throwing? That's all the rage now. <laughs> yeah. I, this is a competitive activity. Yes. I was on the... Uh, We're talking sports here. The North Andover VFW us. team. The VFW. I, there wasn't a lot of drinking going on no, there. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the VFW, so everyone... twenty-five a drink. Could, could still smoke and yeah. drink. How much does it fun. cost to buy a dart? It depends. If you want a good set of darts, you could be talking a couple hundred bucks. For darts? Yeah, and then you got to get into, you know, for what? 30 bucks, you can buy a dartboard. Flights? It comes with six no, darts. No, darts. Well, you, you, you want flights. the right flights. They yeah. got to be the cool ones. I always had my skull and crossbone mm-hmm. flights, um, 27 gram darts. Absolutely. 
Huh? <laughs> the look on Jonathan's face. No, he, he has no idea. He's baffled by this. He no he, idea. He puts two pieces of thing up with a beer bottle on top and tries to that's throw his play frisbee a game. against there. That's a game. My heart rate goes <laughs> up when I'm playing that's that game. poor people. What, what do you want to call this? From the ghetto. You ghetto freaking sports. So is darts. So is bocce. Right. No. I mean, okay, the last ones I bought were cheaper than that. 85 bucks. That's just an absolute waste of money. Um, they have, they professionally sponsor some dart people, and then they'll have who? signature. Who sponsors a dart person? People who make darts. Yeah, who doesn't? The guy has to wear a Coors jacket to be able Ta- to throw darts? Target darts, although, yeah, they'll do sponsorships Do as they well. have a lefty league for righty players? No. I'm not in. All right. I'm not doing it. Uh, longest Ash. Longest mm-hmm. Ash com- competition. There's a bunch of guys just sitting around drinking beer outside in the thing, and who holds the longest Ash wins the prize. I know who the biggest Ash on the show is. Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> Ash at Ball, which uh, I would say to bring that back down to Victor Vitali, the creator of Ash at Ball. I, I, I think it was him. Which was much like you saw over here. But there's actually rules to it so many feet away. And here's the ashtray that's there. And you got the three-point shot. Three-point shots. And uh, I I think that was him working in a cigar store in Pennsylvania back in the uh, early 90s creating this game because they stand around all day waiting on customers. And here they go, ba-boom, ba-boom, and just keep doing it, playing as you go. I once got an Asylum 6 by 80 and I smoked it until I had an ash that was an inch and a half long. And I shot a 15-foot shot into the ashtray. It looked like Hiroshima exploded in the ashtray. <laughs> I'll never forget Nesta Miranda's in the store <laughs> came to visit. We're in the Nashua store. During I'm, March Madness week. I'm talking to him. He's looking straight ahead at me. But behind me is where the, the ashketball mm-hmm. ashtray was set up. And he sees a guy sitting there smoking cigars, he gets up, and then he gets his ash and flicks it, and boom, it falls on the floor, and the guy sits down. Another guy, a few <laughs> minutes later, gets up, does the same thing, and he goes, what the f- is going on here? And I go, what? And he goes, that guy just got up, flicked his ash on the floor, and then sat back down. He goes, and I saw a guy doing it before. I said, oh, oh, this is ashketball. And he goes, what the hell is that? And I said... Build your ash up a little longer, and you're going to get it, and you're going to flick it and try to get it and land inside the thing. And he goes, from where? I said, right about where you are. and try well, to he, get He it. went right up to the foul line. Yeah. No, he's from where you're sitting. And uh, he said, really? And I said, just let it go a little longer. He lets it get a little longer. I said, yeah, that's about right. Okay, now flick it and try to get into, into the thing. And he flicks it. Boom. Lands right in the center of the thing. And I said, holy God. He goes, I quit. And he sat down and never played ever again. And then did he shoot something? Then he yeah, shot he an animal. Backyard <laughs> shot an animal. I, I thought that's how all his stories yeah. end. And then there's something. I don't know if I was the first person to ever do this or what. We would do it once a year until people started getting sick. And it was the fastest smoke. And I would get a big cigar in length and a big in strength. And line everybody up, and everybody light the, the cigar at the same time, and they'd say, go, and the first person to burn the band would win. And these people would be puffing as fast as they can <laughs> to try to get it, and people were getting sick from trying to win the Why prize. Why wouldn't you just give them a milder cigar? No. That's the whole idea of it. 
And yeah, actually, if unless you throw someone, up, you're, you lost. Unless, <laughs> unless somebody is in agonizing pain, you're not interested. Mm. Yeah. You're we sadistic. Did it, we did it for probably three years and stuff. And then the last time, it looked like people were really getting sick. And there were some older guys I was worried were going to go down or something. Yeah. I go, I shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> I, I'm starting to get enough money it's, to have a problem it's if good, I lost good it. good to see you grow yeah, as a person. Yeah, I grew up as a person. <laughs> but right now, it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so... For how much? And as you see, toilet paper is tough to get out there, but a lot of regular stuff is getting hard to get, including, believe it or not, toothpaste. Hmm. And I will give you $10 to brush your teeth. And this is a three-minute brush your teeth, because that's how long you're supposed to brush your teeth. Two minutes three is minutes. how long, but okay. It's three minutes at my house with mustard. And for you, Mr. Jonathan, yours would be ketchup, because you Fuck despise it. ketchup. No. $10, I don't, three I don't, minutes. I'm I don't care a, how much mustard. money it is. Not no. a big mustard fan, but could I use, like, just French's yellow? Yes. $10. That's a lot of vinegar just rubbing up against your, your and my belief And my belief is that it would, it would be uh, just as good as brushing with toothpaste because you're only looking for, like, toothpaste's minty freshness mouthwash basically all you got to do is move the bristles around is all that needs to happen so use mustard yeah in I, case. Th- I think i'll pass yeah the I- smell of mustard makes me wretch really three minute oh. toothbrush no my wife puts it on a sandwich i have to leave the room you don't do mm-hmm. it I'm not. pastrami on rye what do you do just pastrami really yeah. i don't mm. like the condiments condiments <laughs> not a fan of the condiments no. Mus- ketchup no mayo no. relish no no condiments. No condiments. Not really a condiment guy either. I mean, I'll, I'll do the mustard once in a while, but if you got to put a condiment on, you're masking the flavor of what you decide to eat. Condiment guy, take it or leave it. Now, if you're talking condom mints, <laughs> now I'm interested. <laughs> a mint condom? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, one, All right. One of the uh, viewers wants to know if Dave is a cigar sadist. What? what? <laughs> well, just from wanting people to suffer when they smoke. He their does seem to get. He gets thirty-five some sort of years joy. in the retail cigar you business. Need I, he needs some entertainment, <laughs> and if I can get it from my customers, why not? Voluntarily Actually, making themselves well, ill. They paid to be in it. They paid to be in the competition. <laughs> wow. It was a win-win situation. No, I can see you it. You get it, right? Yeah. And all the other retailers are saying, hmm, right now. <laughs> That's actually, how can I make them do the craziest thing of all and get paid for it? Is this in the book? It's not in the book. Uh, I, I in the sequel. Yeah. There we go, edition the two. sequel to the book. Um, okay, early thoughts here, or final thoughts here on the Gran Habano Corona number five. I say final thoughts, but we, we got a whole other hour. Yeah, we'll be smoke. able to smoke you this during the after show. You get two hours out of this cigar. Every time I smoke this cigar, it reminds me of a Trinidad Cuban. There's that floral component that's synonymous with that brand from Cuba. And to me, this is on an equal playing field with that, but with better tobacco and more balance. So can, nothing like the, what the, you the said. Flavor, the fl- you the know, flavor profile, the I floral. I can see the, the um, Cuban-esque taste to this cigar in respects that, and it's funny you mentioned mustard, but it's more the vinegary. <laughs> vinegary. You mentioned so. mustard, not me. <laughs> it was me? Yeah. Perfect oh. cigar for a summer's eve. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's just going downhill. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be We've been all cooped week. up all week. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little vinegar ask to to this. Uh, Ed Sullivan, too wide for you. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. 60? No. Not for me. The flavor's great, though. Great to go. What was the smallest they made? It was still 54, right? The Grand Robusto, I think. Yeah. They, they were ahead of the game with the thicker oh, yeah. gauges. They were way ahead of the game. Huh. And they got they got even bigger than this, but... No need. No, no need for me. No, I think this is just nailed it. There's a reason why the cigar sells over and over and over, year after year after year. Give it a try. See what you think. Go to your brick-and-mortar retailer. Everybody should carry it. You'll find it there. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, we talked about cigar games, but we have the biggest cigar game yet to talk about and how you can be part of it. It's the Cigar Smoking World Series. And it's going to be big, and we're going to be part of it, and you can too. We're live at the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General work, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. 
That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Jose Dominguez from Jose Dominguez Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back with our number two. It's all fun and games until it gets real. Well, it's about to get real right now because it's the World Championship of Cigar Smoking. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And we're going to light up our second cigar. And, uh, Barry, tell us about this. So today's second cigar is the Laura Aurora Barrel Aged by Carl Malone. It's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Laura Aurora. 
The size we're about to light up is a 7x47 Churchill, and it features an Ecuadorian wrapper and binder, with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Peru, and Nicaragua. Single cigar will set you back $9.99, while a box of 25 is $224.99, which comes to $8.99 per single. It's a savings of almost $25, or 10% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com, and if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer... That carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Ed Sullivan, what about this size of this particular cigar? Do you know what this is? Do I know what it yeah. is? This well, size cigar. Well, this is the classic Cuban size of a Churchill. It's a the real Churchill. That's right. It's the real one. This is a real Churchill. You never see it. No. No, is even, there another one on the market? I don't even know if there is. Even in the U.S., they were they started kind of seven by forty eight. They weren't really doing yeah. the forty seven, and then they've grown to seven by fifty. Or I think knows. the Winston Churchill is that forty seven is an authentic Churchill. Mm-hmm. Well, that you would, would make hope sense. So. That would be would be good if they did that. But this is it. You don't see it anymore. Isn't that interesting that that they did this? And uh, I wonder if Kyle Malone, who's the basketball player, the mailman. Realizes he was the mailman. Why? Why was he the mailman? He always delivered. There we go. Uh, look at this for the sports guy. Pretty good. Um, interesting guy, Kyle Malone. He was at the trade show talking all about business. Did not want, refused to talk about basketball. He says, no, this is business. We talk about business, cigar business. You were so enamored with him that we brought the we cigars brought it in. We, and first I tried the cigar. Mm-hmm. It, it had to be a cigar that wasn't just bullshit, an overpriced cigar because somebody's name was attached to it. I lit it up. It is not. Um, I thought it was a great cigar. Let's see what you think. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. What kind of wrapper on this, Barry, again? Uh, it's listed as Ecuadorian. That's not too helpful. No, they didn't say specifically what type. Um, I believe it's an Ecuadorian Sumatra, but they're just saying Ecuador. You get a little sweetness. It has a little um, licorice kind of taste on the cold draw. It has that, that oak barrel taste that had like the rum in it. It's, right li- it's, it's a licorice stick. It's licorice. You're a licorice. Piece of li- if you were to cut the ends of the licorice off, use well, it as a straw, <laughs> drink water through it. I don't know. There's the, a little sweetness, how? so maybe it's good in plenty. Ah. A little bit, of, but you'd have to scrape almost all of the outer the li- shell Little pieces off. that are there, yeah. but okay, a little sweetness. I think you nailed it. Can you give yourself a little hop there or something? I think I can do that. All right. There you go. That's deserving. Good and pleasant. How is it that that gets the friggin' heart <laughs> and my lemon because, drop through the white pepper? I didn't even the, get crickets for it. No. no. I got nothing. I was ignored. Didn't deserve anything. You weren't ignored. We all heard you loud and clear. <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Landshark by Lotus, a partnership with the folks at Margaritaville. You have a cap that Dave so astutely pointed out that is shaped like a bottle cap on it's a cool. beer bottle. Yeah, it's cool. You got three jets, single action flame. Easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, and it's fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, all for the low price of $19.99. Another unbelievable the deal. Landshark by Lotus. Because this has attached a name to it, too. 
Margaritaville, and it's a bargain. Right. And, it, and it's still only uh, 1999. Fins up, it says. Yeah. Landshark with the bottle cap on it. Jimmy Buffett's getting paid, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. As he should. What else is he going to do? He can't <laughs> even have any concerts now. It's no. going to be all about his, his, his lighters. residual <laughs> on his lighter. So... Mm. I wonder what a virtual concert would be like. I mean, it's so, already doing it. Yeah, it's been on Instagram, some uh, country artists have been doing live shows well, with taking requests. And St. Patrick's f- Day, Dropkick Murphys yeah. did one. And I watched some of it. It was very good. Very but there's good. no crowd noise. There's no you know hyping anybody up. You just no. play nice. songs. Pay attention. I like it. Have you, have you seen what the WWE is doing? They're doing it from the training center with no crowd, and the, the wrestlers come out with the music, and they strike a pose looking at the audience. But there's no hmm. audience. It's weird. It's very, very weird. It's the new normal. Yeah. This huh. is the way it's going to be. From now on. That's it. Think about a concert. Everybody becomes pay-per-view, and instead of being hundreds of dollars or something, it's 20 bucks, and here's the concert, and there's nobody there, but there's hundreds of thousands right. of people. But see, I... You can't sell any hot dogs and potato chips and stuff or whatever they sell. In I the don't place. smoke the weed anymore, but I expect it at a concert. Can I get, you, you know, smoke it in some your kind house. of incense? I'll yeah. send someone to your house to smoke the weeds next to you, and that well, way you not next to me. have They're the second have to be six, six feet, feet away. away. Yeah. You'll, you'll still smell. All right, let's do that. And you can light up your lighter and stuff and oh, yeah, your my, cell phone. My Bic <laughs> your and Bic, hold yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. Or you could go full powered and use the Landshark by Lotus. Find a jean jacket. It'll be a whole thing. You have patches? Yeah, why not? All right. I would think I had all my notes here properly, but, but for some it's reason, not happening, really. It's not. I'm disgusted. Are you looking for the <laughs> Cigar Smoking World Championship notes? Because those are right in front of you. Yeah, well, that's the... Um, the uh, rules, but I wanted to get my information of uh, Barry's looking it up as I say this anyway because he's that type of guy. But he I, doesn't know what he's looking at. He up. made it. I, I found it. Okay. I found it. He made it. It was at the bottom. How did it get stuck on something? Anyway, what is the Cigar Smoking World Championship? It's an international competition of slow smoking cigars. So the opposite of what I did on the fast smoking thing, which was years ago. I just did it backwards. What I should have done is done it slow smoking, and it would still be going on. Or it would be a worldwide no. competition. Instead. You, you didn't do it back. If people are learning to smoke slowly, how does that benefit your business? Absolutely. I want them to get done with a Churchill. Well, that's right. Five minutes if possible. <laughs> Isn't it? It almost feels like a Lancero. <laughs> I know. Nowadays it's a, it's a it regular does. Churchill that I smoked for probably 20 years, the size cigar. You're right, though. And it's so thin. But this I is like it. it. It's very nice. Very nice. Um, Cigar Smoking World Championship, there, is, um, there was 12 qualifying events. Now it is 13. So it pays the push. I just couldn't believe that I wasn't included in it. I made a stink about it. I went for it. And there's going to be 13 So you're lucky 13. I'm lucky 13. And the last across the whole country, United States. Uh-huh. So, last opportunity to get in. Yes. It's going to be on May 22nd at 6 p.m. right here at Studio 21 above Two Guys Smoke Shop. May 22nd. So the idea is we're going to have 50 people. It's going to be open to 50 people. You come in, 
And at a certain time, they give you two matches. You light the two, you light the cigar with the two matches to a certain point. There'll be uh, a judge that'll be here um, to make sure everything is perfect. The same judge that's going to go around making sure everything is running exactly the way it's supposed to be. You get if you do something wrong, you get extra minutes added to your thing. There's no screwing so, around. So if you somehow well, you would get them taken away. Two you, matches, you could get another match at a price. Oh, I think you're gone at that you're point. You're gone, yeah, so you're you gone. should practice lighting matches well, if you're out of practice. Well, and how we're going to do it is we're going to sell tickets, and the only way to get a ticket is going to be to buy a box of Rocky Patel Cigar Smoking World Champion Marvettas, and that's Which a size. Which is the official size. The official size. The box of 10. Yep. And with that box of 10, $100, you get a $20.20 coupon to use that night to buy uh. more Rocky Patel cigars. Um, so you're, you're more than covering your so, um, your extra. So you can buy all your practice cigars. You're going to have those anyway. You now, if we had that, done that this comes with your ticket. three years ago and Barry had had a chance to practice, he might have lasted more than the 45 seconds that he lasted. Correct. I, I had this. a plugged cigar. Yeah, whatever. Should have <laughs> Should have lasted longer. Yeah, you get a drawer out of 45 it. 45 seconds out. <laughs> Gone. First one out. And you did the most shit talking before that event. Huh. I want a rematch. So you buy the box of 10, and this is available at twoguyscigars.com right this second. It's also available at Two Guys Smoke Shop right this second, all three stores, till we get to 50, and that's it. You're going to spend $100. You're going to get the box of cigars with the coupon on there. That's your, your ticket to go to the event. And that's it. It can only be 50 people because that's how many people can be seated and watch at the same time. There goes um, Fal getting up to go get his ticket. And <laughs> the game's already starting right now. Um, this is a qualifying event. In other words, the winner, first off, the winner receives a watch. This is not any watch. This is the championship watch. At the qualifier, it's beautiful. It's a $5,000 watch that comes in a humidor, humidor, built inside a humidor. It is friggin' beautiful. That's the prize mm -hmm. that night. And also with it is $500 that you get. $500? $500 for your travel expenses. That'll be because you are going to be in the U.S. championship, and it's going to be in Pennsylvania. So that $500 should be enough to cover your airfare, or if you're going to drive to Pennsylvania, do whatever you want with it, get your hotel, do whatever. Instead of dealing with your travel arrangements and stuff, mm -hmm. we're just saying, here you go, here's $500. Or buy some more cigars can to I, practice. Whatever you want. Can I buy Barry into the comp competition so we can watch him fail at 45 seconds again? Yeah. My wife watches me fail at 45 seconds on a nightly basis. <laughs> she, I think you're giving yourself about 30 seconds there, buddy. <laughs> that was good and quick. <laughs> That's what my wife says. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. Oh, God. No, you're on. When you're on, you're on. Um, at the event, you'll get, you don't have to bring your own cigar. You have those cigars. You get the qualifying cigar. You will pick it from the bunch that you're there. And then um, somebody's going to win. At the end of it, they're going to get the travel expense. They're going to get there in the finals. So you've got to check your calendar to see if it works. And this is assuming all is going well in the world. July 17th will be the finals at Bern in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The winner 
of the July 17th one will be the U.S. champion, and they'll be awarded prizes along with an all-expense-paid trip to Croatia on the first week of September. And it's not one day, it's the first week, Mm -hmm. so you'll be there for some days or whatever, um, and you'll be in the world championship at that point. And this all starts with buying a $99 box of cigars, and uh, it starts right now. So uh, it's going to be awesome. Come on, Pam, are you in? There we go. Pam Ooh. just bought hers. This is nice. one, two. We got two gone in, in a second. If, 48 to go. If you You're taking care of Barry, 47. <laughs> if you live uh, in distance or you want to make the travel and you want to buy the ticket online, you can do so. You can go to CigarAuthority.com, right-hand side, click it. It'll take you to TwoGuysCigars.com where you can buy your ticket. Okay. All right. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. Um, so the cl- – if you're far away and you're saying, okay, I'm not going to make it up there, there is competitions happening in Naples, 13 of them total. Naples, Florida, San Antonio, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, Fresno, California, San Diego, California, Nashville, Tennessee, Norwich, I don't know where that is. California. California, Kansas City, Oklahoma, Minnesota, and West Palm Beach, and now Salem, New Hampshire. So that's where the 13 will be. The last one is going to be on um, Oz on May 22nd, which is a Friday, May 22nd. May, may not stay the last one if some of the others get postponed. Yeah, that's possible too. And there's also a Norwich in uh, Illinois, so it could be California or Illinois. Yeah. Let's give it to Illinois. Hey, there's already two in California, so yeah. we'll say it's Illinois. I don't, I don't say just say <laughs> it is. You're going to have to look that up. Uh, th- there's a website for it anyway, or you can go to Rocky Patel's website and, and check that out. Uh, last year, um, it was in Croatia also. Black tie event, by the way. I don't have a tie. Not here. Yeah. No, not here is not a black tie event, but at the uh, championships, uh, at the world championships. If I want to wear a black tie, can I? Yeah. You can. Okay. Do you own a black tie? I do. You're usually a little, how shall I say, flashier. Not with my tie. No? It's the suit. I see. <laughs> um, last year, 250 people attended. There was 34 qualification events around the world. Um, the winner, three hours, 52 minutes, and 55 seconds. Jesus, that's almost four hours. That's um, a problem. On a corona. That- right. So I, that's, I mean, your event's not going to go that long, no, is it? No, that is the world championship, but that's not the person that won last year. The person that won last year was 204 minutes and 27 seconds. 204 minutes. So three hours, 24 minutes. Is that what you got? Yeah, three times 60 is 180. 180 and 24 is 204. All right. Um, so, so that's the deal there. Um, there's lots of rules and stuff, and you can find that on Cigar Smoking World Championships website or Rocky Patel's website. Um, the Cigar Smoking World uh, website is cswcworld.com. cswcworld.com. Um, and you'll see all the rules that happen there. And uh, from what I understand, there's no screwing around. There's lots of rules. You know them in advance. 
of what they are. Uh, lots of prizes, lots of other prizes, not just the first prize, but I think I believe there's other prizes to go along with it. So uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to be part of it. I was so bummed out when I heard about it that we weren't part of it, and uh, now we are. So I'm, I'm so excited. I hope to fill it up fast. Uh, I know what you're saying. Um, May 22nd is uh, not that far away, and I don't know if the world's going to come to an end. If it ends up happening, you're buying a box of cigars. <laughs> right. So don't... Don't, uh, don't panic. Yeah. And the box of cigars are the same exact cigars you're going to get, so you can do a lot of practicing on it. Uh, nice cigar. Nice little cigar. Believe it's, it's not that all big. It's less than a six-inch cigar, right? It's flavorful. Yeah. I think it's... Five, five and three quarters. Five and a quarter. Five forty-two. Yeah, it's a small cigar. Uh, it's Ed Sullivan's type of cigar, but Ed Sullivan smokes a lot faster. Yeah, I don't know if I can do this. Practice. Try it. Yeah. Practice before you buy. I could practice. Yeah. Yeah. If there's any tickets left? It just after? seems like a really long amount of time to invest. Yeah, a few hours to smoke a cigar. Yeah, but I could smoke three different ones. Well, this is happier. here's the thing, though, Ed Sullivan, is right now, what options do you have? Come to work, you go home and be with your wife. Mm -hmm. Two hours is not that bad out on the deck. You, you're right. I do happen to have a lot of time on my hands. So right you could now. you got a lot of time to practice, work your technique. Although my wife was saying to me today, now that you have so much time, perhaps you should grow vegetables. In case there's a problem with the supply. I said, yeah, I'll raise cattle, too, just in case. <laughs> this will pass. This is... Yeah, I don't think it's time for me to turn into a farmer. It, it, it's People are watching the news too much. I oh, think. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've taken myself off the news and off Facebook completely. So it's time for the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars... Who would win this hypothetical battle? Would you rather be married no. to a 10 with a bad personality or a 6 with an amazing personality? Yeah, I'm going 6. Going 6. We're talking a 10, not a cigar store 10. A regular yeah, but you 10. take that 6 into a cigar store. She's a cigar store 10. <laughs> you get the best of there both we worlds. Oh, it's true. And she's got an awesome personality, so she's willing to come with you to the cigar store. Or be at home barefoot cleaning the floors. Either way. Who was uh, some 50 song or seven? Never make a pretty woman your wife? <laughs> You're talking six. She's Ug not a dog. Ugly, marry an ugly woman. Imagine <laughs> they came out with a song like that. <laughs> Could that happen today? I don't think so. Probably not. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jonathan happens to be right on this one, though. Yeah, I refuse to answer on the grounds that might incriminate me. <laughs> so if I say six with a good personality, my wife's going to be like, oh, you say it I'm a six? No, honey, you're a rare exception. You're 10 with a personality. Uh-huh. But you're saying that, so... And then 45 <laughs> seconds later, you'll be like, I'm so sorry again. <laughs> the, an the answer is six. The, is the six. They're, it's skin deep, right? It's all about personality. Yeah. They wrote a song about that, too, personality. Um. All right, so Cigar Smoking World Championship tickets are on sale now. Don't mess up. Don't wait too long for this stuff um, because it's going to sell out, and then that's going to be it, and I told you so. And the unfortunate thing is normally we get people watching 
our show, listening to our show on Monday morning on the way to work. But you don't have work, so here it is Saturday. You're listening to the show now because you, you're not working. So there's no reason to wait till Monday. They just can go online and do it, yep, right? Just go to CigarAuthority.com, click the graphic. It'll take you to TwoGuysCigars.com and buy your ticket to enter. Yeah. Comes with a box of cigars. Uh, you know, we started, um, not we, we started because we've been doing it for a while, um, is the curbside pickup uh, because of this <clears throat> virus thing that's going on. Yeah, someone around. doesn't want to come into the shop, whatever, we'll t- for whatever reason. And uh, typically, the majority of that happened in the Nashua location because, I don't know why, because... Uh, well, that's where you, the mail order comes yeah, out of. So you do in store pickup. It's always to Nashua, yeah, just for inventory purposes. Yeah, but uh, we had it happening. We put a little press release out there. I don't know if anybody picked up on the press release, other than Cigar Journal, Journal. Magazine yep. ended up writing about it, and Cigar Aficionado ended up writing about. It. So thanks to both yep. of them. But you know, we're giving people the option of if you if, if you're one of those people that. Um, don't want to come in, don't come in. We have a studio audience here. We do. Everybody is at least six feet away from each other. Not you guys. You're about four <laughs> feet away from each other. There you go. He's sliding his chair over now. Perfect. A <laughs> little further, right out that window. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I hope at the end of this thing, it is a big joke. You know, I, don't I hope think we're all laughing at, at, at the craziness well, the people are doing. There's, there's 11,951 people so far who failed to see the humor because they're dead. <laughs> Worldwide. <laughs> Worldwide. Out of 8 billion. I don't have a count on the world. Oh, I think it's 8 billion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So what else do I have here um, on the world championship? I think you got it all, right? So... Last is May 22nd, 6 p.m., here at Two Guys Smoke Drop in Salem. It's $100 for an advance ticket. You'll get a box of cigars in advance of it, and you'll get a coupon for giving you $20.20 back uh, with that box. And if you end up winning, you know, if, you, if you're playing, you're playing the win, right? So you're going to have to actually go to Pennsylvania on July 17th to be there. So you got to make sure you mark that off. And then the first week of September. So clear off all those things. Come up here on May 22nd. You'll be representing Two Guys Smoke Shop at, at, this, at the U.S. Mm. Championship. So we're rooting for you, whoever you're going to be. Pam. And uh, I hope to see you at the as the U.S. champion. So, so you'll probably and, and we'll bring them on the show after. You'll probably make them a nice shirt for representing, right? I can't because oh, it's black they- tie. Can right. I make him a black tie? But not get the tuxedo T-shirt. Tuxedo I like t-shirt. to picture my baby Jesus in a tuxedo T-shirt. <laughs> How about a tuxedo with a glitter version of the Two Guys logo on the back? I don't know. Really bling it out. <laughs> Your mom would probably put the rhinestones on for you. She loves that shit. Yeah. All right. Early thoughts here on the Cal Malone Churchill, a true Churchill. You always guy. You guys, whenever we smoke Perdomo, you mentioned how it's. Remind you, the Perdomo factory. Yeah, I haven't been to Perdomo factory. I've been to La Aurora numerous times. This takes me back to the factory. Tastes like the factory. It tastes like the factory. It smells like the factory. If you smoked the original barrel age back in the day, very, very similar. A little bit extra strength to it. I was going, and we we had to pull out. Me and Ed were going to go down there Mm -hmm. for a a quick thing that they were doing. And um, 
they had a handful of retailers coming down, and then it was uh, put off. Hmm. So there's so many things being canceled. And as these things are being canceled, we're adding things. When they're zigging, we're zagging. Here we go with this. And I got more to talk about next week. We got all kinds of events and stuff planned. You're really on this. It's going to be over on Monday. Monday at 8 p.m. <laughs> the thing that how, how does I, it? Somebody just goes on TV and says it's over. Yeah, now? I think the president's going to come on and said it's over. <laughs> it's over. Everybody right. go back to work. Never mind. What What shocks me is that they're they're telling people to be socially distant, and I get that you don't want to transmit it from person to person. But if you don't want, Ed to, Sullivan's been doing this for years. Yeah. But if you don't, <laughs> I don't sit anywhere near you people. <laughs> If you don't want to get sick at, at all, you've got to just make sure that you maintain your rest. You've got to get your solid eight hours of sleep every night oh. so that your body is right. rested. But nobody's you working. Wait, what you're doing is just keeping your immune system strong. You don't Correct. get worn out. Don't well, get see, run nobody, down. No, nobody's working. So they should be okay. They should be okay. But just don't don't let the stress keep you up at night. Make sure you're getting plenty of rest. Smoke a cigar. Relax. Yeah, chill out and turn the news off for a while. I think it's making everybody crazy. That's the key. The, the news is creating the fear. Yeah. Uh, or, or certainly escalating to it. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Barry plans on making a comeback from last week's terrible asylum segment, and we'll find out what's up in the cigar industry and lots more. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Stown stage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars and the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. 
The Laurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority. And Miami Cigar, distributors of the Carl Malone Churchill, the one we're smoking right now, a true Churchill cigar, very aromatic, lot of aroma to it, lots of flavor, uh, nice, nice cigar. Very nice. A little milder than I expected, not that I, that's a problem. I have smoked this a few times already, but I don't think I smoked the Churchill, and I like it a lot. Yeah? I like it a lot. It reminds me of drinking a glass of rum. No kidding. And then you finish the rum, and you pick up the glass, but there's that one little drop at the bottom of the glass. So you lick it? So that's the taste I'm getting, that last drop of rum. The one with the backwash in it? Yes. The it's good to the last the drop. mosquito. Yeah. Uh, Dave, one of our viewers has concerns. 
old school funk says no oh. one is talking about the factory closings and how that will impact the supply chain. Well, we did at the beginning of the hour because you heard Grand Habano's factory is closed and they decided to drop con- um, production to 30%. 30% off. Of, yeah. yeah, so they'll only do 70% of it. Uh, but he already has a, he has a million cigars in inventory, he said. So I don't think supply chain necessarily is going to be affected by the time we get the next order. They won't. They they still have everybody yeah, still has way, cigars the in the U.S. But will it on the long term? Of course, because the factories are closed. I talked to Phil Zangi from Debonair and Indian Motorcycle Cigars yesterday. Mm-hmm. His factory is closed, along with Fuente is closed, and he says just about everybody in the Dominican now is closed. Honduras is closed. Nicaragua is closing. Uh, nothing yet on Nicaragua. Yeah. Uh, but we'll touch on it during the cigar news. Okay, um, but you got you you got guys. It, yes, it is going to affect it. I think it's going to be a blip on the radar. You got guys like Perdomo, so you you're going to be able to maybe not get the exact cigar you're looking for, but you're going to be able to get cigars. I think is the is the thing. Uh, if if consumption goes down, we're going to be okay. But I think it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Consumption is going to go up. More people are going to have more time to smoke more cigars. Therefore, consumption goes up and the factories are closed, which means supply and demand, right? There's a bigger demand for more cigars. They're making less than there was before. Right. Therefore, there is a shortage. But you might expect to see the higher priced ones sell fewer cigars. If this goes on for a while, yes. people smoke more, but they're yeah. going to probably smoke cheaper than they normally do. Yeah. So it reminds me of 2008 is where we're at. Uh, and then going back to um, 1992 but when the supply 2008, couldn't reach them. 2008 was the opposite, though. The market crashed, so people stopped buying cigars. There were more cigars than ever on the shelves. This is going to be the opposite. They're buying more, so we're going to have less cigars on the shelf. Exactly but my I, point. My point is that I don't think we're going to see that it's not going to look like the market basket aisle with no toilet paper in it. <laughs> There's going to be a different brand of something similar that you, you'll be able to find. Unfortunately, you're wrong because now the stores, a lot of stores are closed. The cigar bars are closed. Some stores are closed because the state shuts down and all this stuff. And the shop owners, and we talk about the regular person is living paycheck to paycheck. Believe me, the brick-and-mortar retailer is living paycheck to paycheck. He's getting no paycheck, and his expenses are still there. Maybe his labor costs aren't. If he's not paying the staff and he's letting people off and things like that, but the rent doesn't stop, taxation doesn't stop, all the other things don't stop, so he's got issues that's going to happen. And I know for a fact, because I heard from some of the brokers and and, um, reps that are out there calling me this week, they're they're not making the rounds, they're doing it by phone. They said, "See, see if you can work by phone. So they're calling up and saying, yeah, I'm just calling you to see... If you need anything, I know we're all set uh, right now. How's it going out there? How's this working for you? He goes, it's terrible. Quite the opposite is happening. He said, we're calling to see if they need more cigars. And they say, no. And by the way, since you called me, cancel all back orders. Mm. Well, we got some things en route to you already. Well, what do I do about it? Well, when it shows, refuse it. So they're going to start refusing. So you, you think the manufacturers are going to end up with a lot of inventory to unload? So they'll be they'll be the larger cigar stores will be able to survive the blip, and they'll be flush with cigars. We will see how it pans out. 
We will see. So, you know, what what is my crystal ball? I look at all past things that happened. The cigar boom, the cigar bust, 2008 economy crash, um, days that I had no money, no cash around. What ended up happening? So put all that together and say what ends up happening, and I say there will be a shortage. There'll be a shortage of, of not just cigars. There'll be a shortage of lots and lots of things. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the problem, right? A lot of factories are closing down temporarily. It could be in any industry. So and at consumption, some point, people are still consuming yeah. toilet paper. People are still consuming cigars. People are still consuming, and they, and they stop making it. So it happens very quickly that a lot of stores are on a need-to-buy basis, and all wow. of a sudden, and once everybody moved to just-in-time manufacturing, correct? Yeah, they're not holding inventory. Yeah. So yeah, and bring it into the U.S. When they do, they got to pay the S chip coming into the U.S. to do it. So they don't. They wait until they need it. So you think everybody because you were at Perdomo, you think everybody's operating like that and has millions of cigars on inventory? It's not the case. Um, this is an important question. I think. Uh, well, I know the answer, but I'll throw it your way. Will two guys alter their hours or shipping? No, not unless it's mandated uh, by the government and. That it's it's mandated very strongly, and, and you, national guard. You think you might get caught up. if you do it, right? Right? <laughs> right. Um, I, I don't want anybody to get unhealthy, so any employee that doesn't want to come in, don't come in. Right? You know, you don't want to work. You you don't want to come in or something. I came in every day. I'm. You're fine so far. And that's going to take care of one store. I know a guy next to me that's going to show up no matter what. Yep. And there's two, and there's Ed at the other store. So if there's one person <laughs> at each store, we're, we're still You're open. covered. Well, if they make us shut down, they make us shut down. Right. But, again, I think this is right there. It's almost over. Monday, 8 p.m. 8 p.m., yeah. Monday. Tune in. Yeah. So on the after show, we'll be all set. That it shows up on Wednesday and the party's over. So let's not talk about this in the after show because it's right. already over. In the after show, let's the topic is kind of related. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's very related. Uh, what cigars are you going to smoke if you know that the world is coming to an end? <laughs> <laughs> but we so. we won't mention why the world is okay. coming to an end. It's, and then it's not this time. time. It's the right. next time. All right. So here it comes, uh, where he's going to totally redeem himself. I doubt uh, it. It's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane... 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. <laughs> As coronavirus spreads around the world, we've all seen pictures of empty shelves at the supermarkets. The coronavirus has resulted in the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. Further proof mankind has lost its mind is the fact the number one search for term on adult websites, such as Pornhub, has been coronavirus, which might be seem weird. 
that is topped by a shortage of condoms facing the globe as couples set to quarantine. Ah. And for those that take social distancing to the next level, sex toy sales are up 71% in Hong Kong and 60% in Italy. On a side note, Chinese mail-order brides now come with free shipping, and that's not only <laughs> insane, it's asylum. Oh, All right. my God. There is going to be a, a boom for babies, right? I think so. Coronials. Coronials? Coronavirus? <laughs> yeah. Viral? Or, yeah. Viral kids? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and divorce rates. Divorce rates will yeah. go, is go through no the roof, doubt. too. Um, okay. Cigar Smoking World Championship, the 13th qualifying event, and last one, May 22nd, 6 p.m. at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. It's a $100 advance ticket only, limited to 50 people. You buy the box of... Rocky Patel World Championship Mavadas and Maravis. Maravis. <laughs> and it's a special one because the Marava is $78 and something. You buy the $99 one. They have the option for both, right? Uh, in two separate pages, you can go to the regular Rocky Patel uh, World Championship okay. cigar and buy just the box. Or you can buy the entry fee on the event page, which is linked on thecigarauthority.com. Okay, and then you're in. So uh, I hope that works out. Now let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every every time. time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And this week was supposed to be the hearing with the Federal Appeals Court. It wound up happening via video conference. The hearing on substantial equivalence, which is set to go into effect May 12th. The judge overseeing the conference says he realizes this is time-sensitive and he will have a ruling as soon as possible. This week, as we alluded to earlier on the show, Honduras announced all their cigar factories would be closing for a week. George Rico let us know that's going to continue for at least an additional six days. And throughout the week, various cigar factories in the Dominican Republic announced they'll be shutting down for 15 to 30 days. Prior to the shutdown, the factory sent home workers over 60 and those who are pregnant due to increased risk. And some of the big factories that have shut down are Christoph, Fuente, EPC, Las Palmas, and El Artista. Uh, as of midweek, the DR had 34 cases. Honduras had 12 cases. There's rumors that it's going to happen in Nicaragua, but nothing has happened yet. And lastly, TwoGuysCigars.com and Two Guys Smoke Shop remain open for business in New Hampshire, and we are offering curbside cost, uh, service for our customers. There we go. It's just going to be interesting. I, I think it's going to be uh, a shortage. I, I hope manufacturers are not going to raise prices due to the problem that is. Judge Rico saying he may consider lowering his price. We saw that with Perdomo um, during the S chip. We still Huge. talk about it to this day. Uh, they, they do something nice. Hopefully, it pays off big. And if if you believe that and everybody does something nice instead of the opposite, uh, I think that's going to go great. Next week, uh, we're changing things around. Our calendar changed dramatically because uh, people we had scheduled to fly up here and come up uh, can't and won't. Um, so next week, March 28th, 
uncomfortable Q&A with Steve Saka. I've heard some of the questions. They're uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable. I don't want to be here. He, he told me, I'm in town. If you need me, I'd love to come on the show. It's been a while. And I said, sure. Uh, he's hearing for the first time right now, uncomfortable questions with Steve Saka. Uh, you know, we're not going to ask you the same old stuff that we do all the time. So I don't let's... know why you had to bring his mother into this. Yeah. This is wrong. <laughs> um, the following week, April 4th, is the Cigar Authority's 10-year anniversary. And then we stop, right? Then we, then we could, we got to go one more week, but we're not going to, right? We're going to keep going and we're going to probably change well, the date, yeah. change the day or something. We uh, talked I, about it. Wouldn't yeah. it be something if they stopped us the, the week before the 10 years How breaking the championship? Well, well, right? You can't go into the building. You can't come in here. The government says you're quarantined. We're, we're going on anyway. You know, it really, might- they'd be able to only stop you from driving. So we could just walk here. Hmm. Well, who's going to pick Barry up? It's a long walk. Yeah, I'll just start it. on Wednesday to make it here on Saturday. <laughs> May want to just sleep over, buddy. I, I, I foresee if uh, – well, this is any Monday, but if not, I foresee – Ah, you ever believe I, I No, not to bet against you. Yeah. So, <laughs> nah, worst case scenario, we do it through Zoom conferencing. What did you do wrong this week? Why are you kissing his ass so because hard? Because every time I say he's wrong, he winds up being right. So now I'm just going to agree with him. Yeah. So no, every, we'll every, still do it live just from our own homes. Hmm. We're doing this, right? No matter yeah. what. But we have cake coming. We have cake. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll And be I'm here. eating it. Yeah. 10-year anniversary cake. Sammy B's construction and cakes will right. be supplying the yes, cake. Yes, they will. For the Do we know what third kind? year in a row. Do you see what this bakery across the street has lost over the years They're now? They're probably Three shut whole cakes. They are shut down, to be honest with you. Yeah. They're completely shut down. I don't know if it's for a long period of time. It's the coronavirus, but... But you're hopeful. <laughs> They'll never <laughs> no, come back. No, I don't want to say that. No. Um, the following week, we have uh, the Zeno exclusive coming out and uh, the launch of it. And Fernando and Mike are supposedly coming. Now, I can't see them backing out. Well, they do an Mike, awful lot of smudging is, with the marijuanas. So yeah. I think Mike is coming from Puerto Rico. He may not oh, be able he to. Might not be although, able to. is that international travel? No, it's not. No. It's not. It's a U.S. property. We went over that. <laughs> we yes. did. We covered this. We covered it last week that it's been at least 10 years now. Yeah, at least. <laughs> at least. 100 years, 10 years. Uh, and Fernando in New York, who knows? But the show's going to go on no matter what. We, we have the cigars, so we're launching this thing with or yeah. without you guys. Um, and we're going to move on from there. But, um, yes, the calendar got messed up. Um, so um, our plans have changed. And uh, but we're gonna get the care packages out for what we have planned. It's Sullivan. You could just ride your bike into work. Oh yeah, I'm I'm coming here. All right, you'll be here. Yeah, unless okay. you know they have the national guard out and they arrest me on the way. What did they used to see on BCN? Unless the tides rise, if and- if the creek don't rise and the good Lord's willing, and there ain't no meltdown, we'll do it all again all right. sometime between six and ten tomorrow on the, the big, big mattress. mattress. The Big Mattress. But we, we need a name like The Big Mattress. <laughs> Why was it The Big Mattress? Uh, a morning show? I don't know. Ah, maybe. All right, let's get to a classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. 
The classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. Mr. Jonathan is our champion two weeks in a row. Boom. Today is March 21st. On the TV show Dallas, JR is shot today. Who shot JR? It was a big thing back in that day. Do you remember this at all? Who shot JR? Mr. J, do you remember it? I remember vaguely that there was a TV show named Dallas. And it was Mr. Burns, wasn't it? No, it was not Mr. Burns. It was Stewie. Uh. (laughs) No, who shot JR? I don't know the answer to that question. Who shot JR? But it happened today. What year? Dallas is an older show. I'm going to say 1950. 1950, he says. 82. 82. I had 1980. He had 80. Somebody has two points. Ed Sullivan. Damn it. 1980 is correct. We have three questions plus one tiebreaker. Uh, Ed Sullivan has two points right off the bat. This was how the 80s were, you know. It was big, big TV. Over to you, Barry Stein. New Jersey officially dedicates the Howard Stern rest area along Route 295. Today, what year? 19... 1998. 90, 80 says. Well, I'm kind of screwed now unless I'm right because I had 97. And I also have 97. <laughs> 97. And everybody is over. Everyone is over. It's 1995. Well, we were all in the neighborhood, though. Neighborhood. But over neighborhood. Okay. It goes over to you, Ed Sullivan, with uh, two points. And this is the last question unless somebody gets two points oh, and gets a tie. I'm feeling good. You should feel good. Matthew Broderick, American actor, War Games, Ferris Bueller. Was he Ferris Bueller's day yeah, off? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was born in New York City, New York today. Uh, what year? 1960. 1960, he says. 66. 66. 67. 67. One point for Ed Sullivan, our new champion. He says 60. It's 62. Oof. Three to zero to zero. It was a shutout. It's an embarrassment to these guys, as they should be embarrassed. They should be. They should be. And uh, we're going to talk on the after show of if the world comes to an end, what cigars you're going to buy? What cigars are you going to smoke? Oh, so the world's going to end, and then what are we going to smoke as the last cigar? I think, what did you the, say? The last, list of 10. The last list 10, 10, and yeah. then the world's over. Well, we're not going to go to 10, because it's a freaking... 20-minute show. So I got a question. Here's the thing. Hang on. Before you ask your question, (laughs) I showed you the email. I said, here's what I want to do. you sent me the email. No, I told you about it, and you said, email the guys. So I CC'd you on it, and I said, everybody come in with a a list of 10. You didn't say anything until just now that it's not a list of 10. So everybody did 10, except for you. I didn't say it to you. 40 cigars in 15 minutes. I said it to the other guys on here when you you weren't here on the panel. I didn't do 10. No, nobody did. Yeah, 40 cigars <laughs> in 15 minutes is overkill. Yeah. But are we talking like- I'm doing all 10. When you finish your last <laughs> cigar, that's when the, the world we'll ends? We'll discuss it on the after show. Because right. if so, I want George Rico to make me another cigar. 
Yeah, we'll just keep going and going. The following <laughs> message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Gil writes, guys, with the nonsense going on is out there. Is this Gil, our Gil? No. Okay. A flu is coming, so let me buy all the toilet paper I could find. Mm. Anyway, people like me are at home craving for content, and podcast is king. Please consider releasing some bonus or maybe additional shows more than normal during this period. Anything would help. Thanks, guys. Cheers and stay safe. I recommend you go to the United Podcast Network TV. United Podcast Network TV. There's a whole bunch of shows on there because we ain't doing any more than two a, <laughs> two a week. It's crazy as it is. It's going to be interesting if the numbers are going to show more. There's been a lot of talk on various podcasts I listen to because a lot are speculating it'll be less. Because people, a lot of folks listen during their commute or when they're at the gym, you know. They're not going to either. Right. It's not, for the podcast itself, it's not usually an activity in and of itself. You know, it'd be interesting to see if maybe our uh, video views go up, right? Uh, People are at home. Maybe they decide to watch Is our live listeners up right now or down? Uh, At the beginning of the show, it was... From my end, it was more than doubled. Really? From my end, from Facebook Live. Yeah. Yeah. This will be interesting. Facebook Live was lively today. In the studio, people have canceled their show and have not shown up to the studio to do their show. So less people are podcasting, not more. In this studio, we just don't have one one person to mention. You know, uh, one. Yeah. It's not a good sampling, I guess, but. It is what it is. Okay, final thoughts here on the Cal Malone Churchill. A little bit of oak, a little bit of rum, a lot of Laurora. Hmm. What does that even mean? You, your factory t- sense of Perdomo to me. This, that was the cold draw and the, the, the smell whole smoking on the foot. experience reminds me of being in the Dominican Republic. Would you say a seven to eight? <laughs> yes. No. I would say a seven. I'm I'm going six tops. Yeah, five or six strength wise. Get the hell out of here. And I'm seven, seven to eight, and Barry's seven, so the answer is seven. Are you sure? Yeah. All maybe right. maybe I did fuck up this week. <laughs> I just don't realize. You're just you're kissing ass for some reason. I, I, I want to know what he did. Well, he's, Jen, you're gonna have to tell me after the show. I want to know what he did. He's concerned about a, his job. It's a thinner this. ring gauge, and we know the thinner ring gauge is becoming right. stronger. Cigar. You're right. So it's not six. It's yeah. seven. All right. So yeah. it is seven. And you don't retro hell, so you don't know. I'm right. not doing it. So that's it. Next week, we planned on talking about the TAA conference, but that's not going to happen. So Steve Saka from Dunbot and Tobacco and Trust joins us live as we ask him some tough and uncomfortable questions. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, you've learned nothing in the last two hours because we said the word sheepholes during the break, so you don't know what that's about. But always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. Wash your hands. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.